The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded October 23rd, 2020. Enjoy. Welcome to the November issue of Life in the Tax Lane. Thank you for joining us. Life is pretty good. Hey, the mosquitoes by and large gone. We got a little bit of beautiful snow or slush, sleet, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, we're all still alive. Oh, Caitlin, those mosquitoes are hiding. They're just waiting for us. So, no, I'm not going to get too positive yet. But I am going to have fun. Hiding because they got to stay out of the way. All the people sliding around in the snow when they drive. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, once you know, start snow and mosquitoes are bad news. Mm -hmm. This month, we kind of got some good news for a lot of business owners, Joe. Yes. That's right. Well, let's start off with the announcement in respect of SUS. So we know that uh, SUS, uh, the, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, will be extended all the way to next summer, to June of 2021. We've got details on how it's going to work till at least the end of 2020, so December 19th. The last three periods, how is it going to work? Well, period eight, and this was already announced, uh, you're going to have a 40% base subsidy plus a 25% top up possible for you. Um, the next two periods will be calculated the same way. However, if there's going to be an alternative in respect to that top up, instead of using the prior three months, you're going to be using the same month to do your mathematical revenue decline calculation. So the same as you would under the base subsidy calculation. Now, you can still use the three months and whatever you get the higher uh, subsidy from between the two methods, that's what you get for periods nine and 10. So that's what we got coming up. Yep. Well, speaking of coming up, Joe, a lot of business owners were worried about with the secret gone, even if my landlord participated, I'm not getting any more rent coverage September 30th onwards. And especially if your business has to close down due to the second wave, that's pretty scary. What did we get? We are going to get the new Canada Emergency Rent Support Program. And that's not only going to cover rents. It's also going to look at commercial mortgage interest starting September 27. And if that seems like a funny day, well, that's because it's going to follow the same four-week blocks that Sue's followed. How come? Well, we're also going to apply for it through CRA's platform, just like Sue's. We're going to get up to 65% on a sliding scale based on revenues. Wait, that sounds a lot like Sue's too. Maybe we're just going to calculate this on the same basis as Sue's, with one exception. They said if your business is shut down due to a public health order, we're going to give you an extra 25% coverage for that period. Yeah, so a lot of interesting developments there. One other update from October. Uh, many of us have may have applied for this $40,000 interest-free loan from the banks under the SEBA program. Well, guess what? We have a new announcement saying that $40,000 is getting jacked up to $60,000. That additional $20,000 is going to be partially forgivable. Half of it will be uh, partially forgiven if you meet various tests. Now, it is important to note that if you want to get that additional amount, you are going to need to attest that your business has been adversely impacted by COVID-19. Another uh, interesting development, whether you're applying for the 40000 loan or the bumped up additional 20000 
the deadline for making that application has been extended to the end of the calendar year. Also, another update, we have the government saying uh, that the process for those businesses that may not have a business bank account, but rather operate through a personal account, uh, details on availability for those guys uh, will be forthcoming. So maybe a little bit of relief there for some of our clients. Now, Caitlin, there are many people out there and businesses say, you know, I, I'm not eligible for any of these. You know, what, what can I get? Well, we put a link just below here mm. with a tool that helps you enter in a little bit of information and the government will identify all the different types of supports, deferrals and programs that might be eligible for you. I tried it out the other day and I got about 130 results. It's federal programs, provincial programs, uh, you know, potentially those for those are new businesses that started up over the pandemic. So a lot of possibilities. Check on. On that lake. Mm -hmm. What do we got next? Well, let's move away from COVID to something completely unrelated, working from home, which we're all doing because of COVID. Terrific. Well, you know, Joe, some months back in our May edition, you talked about the workspace and home deduction and how tough that can be to qualify for. And in general, it's not easy to get a deduction for employment expenses. But it's not just workspace in home if you're working from home. And we did see a recent court case. Obviously, the facts predated COVID. This fellow didn't qualify for workspace in home, but he thought he had a few other deductions he might be able to claim. Uh, CRA, or Revenue Quebec in this case, thought he didn't. Well, what did the judge say? It is possible to squeeze a lot of expenses in under the terminology of supplies consumed to carry out my employment duties. And the court first reminded us, capital items? No way. That comfy chair so you can sit longer behind the computer? Nuh-uh. The monitor so you can do more work on the computer? Also, no. How about my USB keys? No, they're reusable, they're capital, no deduction. <laughs> get in the sense it's not that easy to get an employment deduction. But what about my internet costs? Well, there, the tax authority had said, no, there's no incremental cost. Everybody needs internet for home use and you're not spending any extra. The judge said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You pay a monthly fee, sure, but you get up to that much data. Use more, you got to pay more. Use less, poof, the extra disappears. You don't get to keep it. That was consumed. I can squeeze it into supplies. We can figure out the approximate business and personal usage, and he can have the business employment usage percentage as a deduction, which is kind of similar to how CRA has opined they would look at a cell phone. Let's look at the minutes consumed for each of employment or personal use. And the employment portion, if you need it for employment, could be deductible. Lots of other hoops to jump through to get employment deductions, but at least we've got some dispensation here. Now, one of the other angles to this here is if you are required to work from home, you might actually have to go into the head office, you know, once, twice a week. And we saw a court case where that had actually occurred. And the question was, can travel from your home, your office, be considered business or employment related rather than personal travel? Um, and the courts actually said in this case, yeah, that actually is employment travel. You can get a deduction associated with it. But but here's the key point. You can't have had a place available for you to work at that court corporate location. So mm -hmm. basically, you truly have to be required and only have a place to work at home. Then you're going from a place of employment to another place of employment. That travel uh, would be for employment purposes, yeah, deduction allowed. Uh, just to confirm, Joe, the office is totally full. There's no space for me to plant my butt and get some work done, hey? Oh, at the corporate head office. Okay, Caitlin, noted. Yeah, totally there you full. go. <laughs>
What's next, gang? Yeah. Oh, got to tell you about this really cool court case that came out. Taxpayer, he lived and sold five homes in a six-year period. And it kind of smells a little bit like buying and selling. CRA picked up on that. And so we're really digging into what was the intention of the taxpayer when they bought each one of those properties. Did he buy it with the intention to sell it at a profit that's a full business income inclusion or not? Potential capital gain, maybe even eligible for the principal residence exemption. Now, the court Kate went, court went through each one of these dispositions and kind of categorized them into two groups, the first three properties. And when the taxpayer looked at it, they said, yeah, we intended to live in it as an individual, but that original intention was frustrated each and every time, uh, which led us to sell each of those three properties. For example, in one of the cases, there was a coyote infestation in the neighborhood for which that house was located. We had two small children we had to move out. That seemed reasonable in that case. Now, when we looked at the other two dispositions, the court said, you know what? Your primary intention, your intention when you bought those properties was different. That was almost a placeholder home until you eventually built your dream home and moved into that permanently. And there were a number of factors to support or that the, the CRA used to support their assertion there. I mean, the taxpayer here appeared to purchase these old uh, new two homes and kind of a business-like manner, you know, buy it in an area that's generally, um, you know, people generally like it, you know, they did renovations that were, you know, not specific to their taste, but uh, what a broad range of people would like making the sale of those homes much easier. Caitlin, so pretty interesting case facts here. Yeah, Jeff? I just want to say, you know, in respect to that uh, coyote infestation, we actually had Revenue Quebec call up one of the neighbors to say, there's coyotes, why didn't you move? And uh, the judge at the end of the day says, you know what, um, it's interesting that they decided they didn't want to move because they weren't concerned about it. But you know what, everybody is different. So you know, that's that alone is not going to say that their reason for moving wasn't legitimate. Not everyone has a pet roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we have for this month see you next month have a good one the video tax news team has been providing canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax for more details visit www.videotax.com the preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see www.videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News, Inc. 2020. All rights reserved.